say I'm a dreamer We're two of a kind Both of us searching for some perfect world We know we'll never find Hey, thanks for coming to the Mutiny Happy Hour Open Mic Woo! Yeah, happy Friday Give yourselves a round of applause We're we're guest hosting today. This is Dana Merwin. This is Brian Lucette. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're happy um, about being We're happy here. about being here. Yeah. Yeah. We we did an open mic last week here. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I was uh I was thinking um uh that it was going to be it was kind of I was kind of bummed out last week. It didn't feel like a happy hour. Uh it felt like the saddest hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> But this feels this feels like people had a different kind of week. Did it, did people have yeah. a good week? Did anybody want anyone want to share like the good thing that happened to them this week? Oh. Took initiative at work. Nice. That's a nice thing. That's yeah. a good thing. I had a shitty week at work. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. What'd you do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. Everybody else did things wrong. Sure. Everybody did things wrong. Yeah. Um, what are three things people did wrong to you this week? Um, this is so complicated. They were <laughs> bad teammates who aren't good at their job. Okay. They, uh, Two. I got, I'm a teacher. I got assigned a new, we, they re- constructed a new building. I've been waiting seven years for a classroom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, um, I got assigned my classroom, and it's the worst build, the worst room in the building. Why is it so bad? So it's it's shaped like an L. It's oh. a very small L. It's the worst letter in the alphabet. And it doesn't have walls that go up to the ceiling, so it's an open space. Uh-huh. Like I can hear all of the noise from the rest of the building. What and are the sounds of the other building? What do they sound like? Well, right now it's just construction workers talking, so it's like. Oh, what do they sound like? What are they talking about? Where should I put this box? Cool. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and what's the third worst thing about your week this week? Uh, the third worst thing. That was it. So oh. I guess it was just two. Yeah, two. okay. Two. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Th- uh, yeah. This made that whole week better. Thank you. That seven year disappointment <laughs> washed away with that round of applause. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. It's a happy hour here. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. I was in New York. I just got from back from New York. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, Yay, New York. Yeah. Um, I got to see some friends. I saw some immersive theater. I ate an orange with a stranger as part of this. Immersive theater is very big in New York. If you haven't been, uh, they put you into rooms like this with strangers, and then they take you into all these secret rooms uh, and do things to you, and you pay for that. And it's legal, and uh, it's immersive. So... Um, no worries. What what immersive theater thing was it? Was it Sleep No More? Uh, no, I've seen that one. Uh, this one's called Then She Fell. It's based on Alice in Wonderland, uh, uh, but oh. it's also at a mental institution. They create a mental institution. Um, but it's Classic sp- immersive theater. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. And then there was a lot of like duality. Uh, at the end of the night, you're kind of like faced with you know your dual self. Um, Classic immersive theater. <laughs> this is <a laughs> yeah. It was good. It was yeah. good. You do you do have some like strange experiences with strangers. Yeah. So you ate an orange with a stranger. I ate an orange with what a stranger, and then uh, one guy took me into a room with filing cabinets, and he just started pulling open all these filing cabinets, and then he pulled out two white roses. 
and he looked at me, and then he pulled out two jars of red paint, looked at me, two paintbrushes, looked at me, and then we painted a white rose together. Spoiler, if you go to this play. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, yeah. I felt Excellent. Good. Cool. How did you eat the orange? I remember, like that's what I really want to know. What was it like eating an orange with the stranger? Did I you guys like you do what peel you do it together? You, you like put the slice in your mouth and make it look like a smile. Yeah. No, we peeled it together. <laughs> <laughs> we ate it like an orange and we just kind of like nibbled on it. So, Excellent. Yeah, it was good. I did think I was gonna choke at one point, but it was good. It was it was a little seductive, but then not at the same time. It was like huh. funny and seductive. And I like that they put you in mildly seductive. That's scenarios that's that's, that's like a oh, i gotta go to immersive theater <laughs> that's 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 part of it that's how they get you coming back because then they're like you realize when you leave everyone's had different experiences and you so that's how they, it's like a it's like a uh, that's uh yeah. you come for the duality you don't come it's and not you that stay kind of, for the it's not that kind you of stay you to, to hopefully come no yeah, you hope they just it's a tease it's a very expensive tease so that's new york yeah that's my week it's a big nice. tease. Big tease of New York. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there's a mini happy hour open mic. So we got a list that we're going to get into in a second. But just to let you know, um, Muni Radio is like all of us fighting to stay alive in San Francisco. And so they ask that you donate 2 to $5 um, for the stage time. Um, if you need two bucks, I can give you... Two bucks. I'll happily donate for you. Maybe. Depends how many of you are poor. Um, but yeah, you get five minutes. Uh, we'll give you a one-minute light. One of us will. Look for either one of us. Yeah. Yeah. One-minute light, and um, that's it. It's going to be a fun mix night. the list up a little, right? The, li the, the list may get mixed up a little, so just don't, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, don't be a fucking stickler, all right? Okay. <laughs> Look, we're yeah. keeping it loose. It's a happy hour, Mike. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Well, let's bring up our first comic. Yeah. This guy's great. I've seen him around a lot recently, and he's a really funny guy. Please put your hands together for Max Eddy. Everybody, how we doing? There we go. Are, are we still bummed out from the classroom disappointment? Is that what's going on? I feel that that's really sad. What grade do you teach, actually? Uh, fifth and sixth. Fifth and sixth, dude. That would suck if they just had to hear construction workers all day, because they're gonna have a lot of fifth and sixth graders running around yelling sugar tits, I feel. <laughs> like, that's, that's how they talk. Get with it, everybody, come on. Uh, I've actually, I've had a pretty good week. I got car insurance this week. So, okay, you guys are not about insurance. That's fair, that's <laughs> fair opinion. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, it's, you, you don't have to be sorry, it's fine. There we go. Okay, new show. Here we go. New five minutes. Perfect. Fuck yeah. But uh, no, I actually um, I went with uh, Allstate for my car insurance because I am progressive. Now you might be thinking, like, wait, Max, wouldn't progressive be progressive? Here's the thing. If progressive's so progressive, why is there spokes lady white? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That was a good joke. Never mind. Uh, nailed it. Uh, you guys, uh, shut up. Uh, now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I went with I went with Allstate. Um, I also I hate Geico. Like people recommending Geico to me, I fucking I hate Geico because their only two selling points are like, oh, it's cheaper, and look at this gecko. He talks funny. It's great. And I'm like, what? First of all, geckos don't drive. I know that for a fact. But second of all, cheaper. 
doesn't mean better. Like cheaper often means worse. Like Geico, does anyone here have Geico or a car? Or okay, did, like when my dad had Geico, he had a lot of shit that just didn't get covered. Like they denied claims like Shaggy, dude. Like uh, I got rear-ended on the freeway. It isn't covered. You know? That's right. <laughs> wait, I was gonna do another tag of that. Um, <laughs> you should have looked. At, wait, uh, you should have looked at the fine print when you signed up. That's my Shaggy tag. <laughs> I still don't know who in that song is Shaggy. By the way, I don't know if it's this guy or if it's this guy who Shaggy wrote. I don't know. <laughs> so if someone could tell me after the show, that'd be great. Uh, I should know that for future reference. But <laughs> no, it's fun. I um, I just I don't understand why like cheaper just. That's the only thing they go with. Because it could be worse. Like, you know what? You know what, you guys? Limited time offer for Mutiny Radio. If you're in this establishment right now, I'm starting my own insurance company. It's called Max's Car Insurance Company, Makaiko. Okay? And we are offering car insurance for a dollar a month, everybody. Who's with me? Who's in? Dollar a month? Fuck yeah. Only thing is, we only cover damage from alligator attacks. Okay? And don't try to sneak a fucking crocodile attack past us, okay? We've seen that shit before. Oh, my, my tire got bit by an alligator. Then why is the bite mark U-shaped? Okay? We all know that crocodiles have a V-shaped snout. Don't fucking test me, Cynthia. That's silly. I, don't, I might have mixed up crocodiles and alligators there. One of them has a U-shaped snout. One of them has a V-shaped snout. I did the research on Wikipedia today, okay? You guys are fun. I love this. Uh, <laughs> This is one, but, uh, but yeah, also, uh, I'm going to keep going with this uh, bad idea. What we're doing, we only cover damage that's done in uh, January, and there's a $1,500 deductible. You may be thinking, Max, alligators are much more docile in January because they're cold-blooded, and it's cold. That's why it's a dollar a month, okay? That's, that's how we run our business. It's a great model. All we have to do is pay out a claim to one dude who got his tire bit off by an alligator in January, presumably in Florida. That's where gator shit happens, baby. Okay, that's, that's a good line. I like that line, that's where gator shit happens, baby. Okay, I'll, I'll note that for later. Oh, that's great. I fucking hate that gecko, man. I just hate the gecko. That being said, the gecko is still a better spokesperson for an insurance company than any white quarterback. I feel like they did Peyton Manning, they've done Aaron Rodgers. Fuck that. I hate that so much. Like, you're going to let Peyton Manning and his big-ass head filled with his soupy-ass brain sell financial products? Come on. Are you goddamn... Hey, Peyton, you want to explain insurance to me? Uh, Omaha! Okay, that joke would have worked better three years ago, but it is funny objectively, and I wrote it today, and I'm great. Okay. Um... <laughs> There we go. Uh, now, uh, are there any football fans in here, by the way? Any football fans? Is anyone protesting? Anyone protesting the NFL for Colin, dude? Fuck yeah, there we go. Thanks for uh, saying yes, because I'll do this in front of real audiences who watch football. Uh, this is a joke for the Midwest. Uh, who cares? Um, but, uh, I actually, I've been, I've been protesting. I've been protesting the NFL. And I'm not just boycotting. A lot of people are boycotting the NFL for what they did to Colin Kaepernick. What is that going to do? Oh, I'm not going to watch football. Oh, Jerry Jones is fucking shaking in his Adidas, okay? That's funny, okay? I believe fully... Who are you people? This is... I don't even know... This is weird. Usually, it's just like six comics that I saw eight times this week, and you guys are all new. This is fun, but... <laughs> that was good, but... Uh, 
No, yeah, I'm doing a different thing. I'm actually taking it back to civil rights era protesting styles. I'm doing sit-ins for Colin Kaepernick, baby. Sit-ins at Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay? And I do not leave until my demands are met. My demands are 12 honey barbecue with a side of carrot sticks. Okay? Because I need something to get those barbecue wings out, you know? Fiber. Anyways, okay, I think that's my time. Thanks, I guess. Uh, have a good night. Max Eddy. That was great. Um, <coughs> forgot to check in with people before the show, and somebody's got bad handwriting. Uh, sorry. All right. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, George. I'm going to go ahead and bring up my next comic. His name is George Davis, and I couldn't read the last name, but Smith. Uh, I should have been able to. Sorry about that, George. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I didn't even think there was going to be a show tonight, let alone, like, having everybody here. So this is pretty cool to see everybody, like, you know, enjoying themselves here this evening and everything. That's cool. Please donate. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was thinking about how... Um, Hearing that fucking toilet go like out of my left ear, just keep hearing it. Like I'm always, I oh they I'm always working over here. That's the thing about this place. When I'm here, every time, like I'm I'm here, but I'm also like here where I have to like do like extra shit. Like I have to like make sure the fucking speakers working or the fucking toilets not being stupid or you know it's like i'm like always like doing extra shit so like sometimes when i'm here i'm just not like i wish i was like more present as they say right you know like as they say like you should be on stage be present right so i'm sorry sometimes if like if i'm um standing here and i'm not completely involved as it were i'm stupid <laughs> anyway, um, you know, one time we did a uh, we did a show outside, that was super fun. Yeah, um, what's this? A really pretty son of a bitch. He's like a handsome son of a gun, right? I am. T- look, hey, I love how defensive I just got. Hey, look, I am not a homosexual. <laughs> That's really funny. But no, like this dude is just like this. He's a handsome son of a gun. And we did a show outside that was so fucking funny, man. Like, jeez, oh, Pete. Anyway, who cares? Let's tell a joke, George. Okay, boom, boom. All right. I'm going to tell like three jokes and get the fuck off stage. Okay. It's my favorite joke. I'm just, you know what? I'm going to tell one joke and then I'm going to get the fuck off stage because I am too fucked up to be here. <laughs> that is the honest truth. And I am not fucking with y'all. But you know what? I can run the fuck out of a show and get the fuck out of here. So here we go. <laughs> It's my favorite joke. Okay, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, keep it going for George. Just keep it going because I'm going to bring up your next comic. Uh, please welcome Alex Woody. Hey, are we on? Is this mic on? I kind of feel deaf up here. I feel deaf. I might have a problem. I gotta fi finally use that uh, health insurance I got. Yeah. What's going on, guys? What's cracking? Some new people I've never seen before. Huh? What's going on? Ralphie? Close. Michael. <laughs> Diane? No! Oh! Okay. I didn't take math senior year, you know? Um, we're, uh, we're petrified about the outside world out here. Right through this door, there's maniacs, right? We've seen them. Harvey Weinstein, maybe Louis C.K., I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. Really depends on if you're a guy or girl. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, um, I'm petrified though. I, uh, I'm always on the run. I'm always on the go, either from my wife or for work, you know, and, uh, I go into a bathroom and my world just comes to a crash. I walk in and it's like a fucking serial killer just won the Super Bowl. There's confetti everywhere, blood, shit. There's a guy getting blown in the corner, just weird shit going on, but I get paid twelve fifty an hour to do this. So I go in the bathroom and it's one of those peas where you gotta go pee so bad you don't care what's going on, right? So I'm part of the party. Save me a slice, uh, serial killer. I go up to the urinal, I'm peeing, and it's one of those peas I can't stop, and I hear something. And in the stall, I see boots drop. Oh, great. I always wanted to be a celebrity. Michael Myers, is that you? Slash, slash. I'm petrified. I'm scared. It could be the edible. could be uh, schizophrenia. Let's be honest. Mental health is a real thing. Could have it. Every time I get high, I think I got something going on, right? Come on, let's be honest. This weed is pretty fucking nuts. I'm high right now. I got that guy so high, he fucked up. Let's be honest. I, I got some guy high the other night. Fucked him up, too. It reminded me of high school when I used to get the ball players lit before practice. And they go from Division 1A to Division F real quick. Sorry, coach. Sorry, I fucked up, you know. Uh, I feel like an asshole up here with the shorts, by the way. Can I just be real? You know, but we came from work. I'm a courier. I'm driving. I'm trying to find the bathroom, right? trying to find this bathroom here right and I'm dealing with confetti stickers on my feet and paranoia still and I'm peeing and I'm crying at the same time and the only thing I think I can do to get through this is do the Travis Pastrama no hands look ma because I don't know if I'm gonna get raped or murdered there's something freaky going in the bathroom you know what I mean these are ghetto McDonald's I have to stop that 
before I come over here because the bridge is so crazy. It's packed, jam-packed. You know, that one guy just ran through the toll. Fuck it! And he killed that lady. Travis, not funny at all. But, I mean, sometimes you feel like doing that, you know. But God bless weed. Break the law, smoke a little weed and drive. I'm terrified. Um, like I said, this marijuana, it's pretty nuts. Being a parent's also nuts, though, too. And this fucking YouTube. You guys seen the YouTube I don't know if you guys seen the kids section. You think it'd be all right? Nah, it's not. It's creepy. They mask it like everything's all right. There's just videos of people opening up eggs. Hours of people opening up chocolate eggs. And my and my son has been watching this since the day he was born. You know? I tell my wife, get that phone away from him. I'm old, I'm old school. I'm Catholic. You know, get that phone away from him. So now he's five, he started kindergarten, he's starting to check out girls already. I forgot about all this shit. This shit comes to you as you get older and raise a kid. Hate to break the news if you guys don't have a kid yet. Sorry, guy. I bust in the room because I'm trying to be a better parent. And I catch him watching an ISIS documentary. You believe that? 9-11 just happened, guy. Really? Backwards letters, the whole thing. I grabbed him by the shirt collar because I'm a good dad. I said, you know, you suck the priest dick. You don't suck Allah's dick, motherfucker. With that, I'm out. Alex Woody. I don't even know why I'm taking it off the mic stand. Please welcome your next comic. This guy's great. He's an improviser. You can see him on his team, Stunt Dad. Um, he also does other things that are comedy related. And other things that are not comedy related, I assume, too. Let's clap for him. <laughs> Sorry to make it awkward. Please welcome Michael Scurries. Starting off on the right foot. How's everybody doing tonight? My name, as mentioned before, is Michael Scurries. Michael Scurries, Scurries is my last name. That is the most insane last name in the history of last names. I was born with the last name Scurries. I have never scurried anywhere in the history of my life. I was born Mr. Michael Scurries. Now, as you can see, I have short legs and I have a long, uh, slightly bulbous, rather bulky torso. Uh, with a body like this, there is no planet in which I am capable of scurrying. It is the Scurries curse and I am not a scurrier as you can tell. Uh, so I was looking at some legal documentation recently. I don't have to tell you what kind of legal documentation it was that I believe is confidential between myself, the United States government, a third consenting undisclosed party, and of course the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, here's what the, the legal paperwork that I was looking at. It was the, uh, the paperwork that you fill out before you go to your doctor's appointment, 
I'm sure you all know this one, especially if you have a new doctor recently. Uh, so this uh, documentation is uh, uh, very, very fascinating. Uh, what I am uh, most interested about this is that they always uh, ask you interesting questions. I mean, they always ask you the basic questions, right? They ask you, uh, are you allergic to any medication? Uh, are you, uh, have you, have you received all of your immunizations? And that's always really interesting. You fill it out, you uh, hand it to the front desk, and the front desk takes it, and then you are ready for your doctor's appointment. You walk uh, into the uh, doctor's office, you, uh, the doctor comes in and they ask you all of the same questions that were on the paper to begin with. Why, why do they do this? Here's what my, my theory is that they are trying to perjure you. They are saying, now, now, Mr. Scurries, I do believe that in your deposition, you wrote that you have acute asthma, but you are here for the third time this month for an asthma inhaler. They got me. They nailed me. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so uh, the other thing that they have on those papers uh, is information about your personal hobbies. Has anyone seen this? I got this last time I had a doctor's appointment. They said, what are your personal favorite hobbies? Which is like, what are they trying to, is like my dentist trying to set me up with someone? Is that what's happening? Are they basically like, um, Oh, you know, uh, Michael, um, uh, Christina is uh, going to have the same dental cleaning as you. Uh, your appointment is on Tuesday. Uh, and by the way, she also has periodontal disease. So you have that in common as well as insurance. Um, so what I wrote in my thing was I wrote that I like hiking. I don't really like hiking, but hiking is the right answer. There is no other answer other than hiking. What's my favorite hobby? What is my actual favorite hobby? That is lying down. Lying down is my favorite hobby in the history of I would do anything to not have to do anything, okay? So, so, but you have, that's the thing, you have to lie in every questionnaire. Questionnaires are mostly about lying, right? If you're filling out your dating profile and they say, uh, if you could have dinner with any, anyone in the history of the world, sorry about that, if you could have dinner with anyone in the history of the world, who would it be? And I would pick, well, here's what I would put. I would put Abraham Lincoln, but deep in my heart, it would be Weird Al. That would be the answer to the question, right? All right. With that, I am out. I hope you all have a wonderful night. Michael Scurries. <clears throat> that reminded me, um, the last time I went to the doctor, my nurse made me lie on my rec medical record when she asked how much alcohol I drink per week. She's like, I'm not going to write that down. The doctor's going to get mad. <laughs> I <was like laughs> <laughs> this isn't about our emotional well-being, but okay, fine. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. Um, all right, so we're going to keep things rolling. Um, oh, shit, I forgot to look at the list. Um, it's Michael... Miles. Yeah, give a, a warm welcome to Michael Miles. The crime and pollution, and tell me where I fit in. Thanks. All right, this is our mic. Okay. Maybe take it out. Hey, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, that's nice. How's everyone doing? All right. Yeah, okay, cool. Awesome. So I did cause a disturbance earlier in the before. I do apologize for that. I didn't mean to. Max said he had his thing. Great guy. And, and he had to tell me to shut up from this. I didn't mean to. I was talking to the fellow comic and he, he asked me, hey, uh, did, you have a, did you have a Bard card? And I was like, yeah, but I was like, what, what's going on? Like, did, do you want to borrow it or this? Or are we going to like do rails in the bathroom? What's going on? What's the plan? You know? And he said, no, dude, it fell on the floor. It's your Bard card. I'm like, yeah, I'm like such an idiot. You know? So I did cause. I apologize to everyone for my massive disturbance looking for my Bard card on the floor. I'm sorry about that. Um, I wanted to say someone, uh, I think it was uh, Maxwell mentioned about car insurance earlier. This has been a thing for me this week and this did literally happen. I had something very exciting. I had a car accident. It's super exciting. Everyone was okay. No one was hurt, but it's just awesome when you have a car accident because life is boring. That happens. It's suddenly really exciting. And among other things, you get to talk with car insurance people, both sides. It's great. It's, it's not boring at all. It's super great. Um, what I did, uh, it was interesting for me uh, in that I was going through an intersection and uh, the woman who I had the exit with, she had a stop sign, but she chose not to stop. She just decided to cruise through, which I get it. It's a free country. You know, some people see it as an optional thing. Just keep going through. Don't have the time. Um, but I, of course, you know, then we did. Uh, our cars did collide. And because of that, I thought it'd probably be. Uh, on their side, full responsibility. Now they're talking 60, 40, 40 for me. And I'm like, really? I, I get that. But, but really, you just cruise through a stop sign? I don't know. So I did talk to their insurance just for the other company. And he said, you know, well, um, I think you could have done things differently. I was like, and I thought, oh, I didn't really know what to say. I'm like, okay, I don't know. You know, leave it for later. But when I hung up, I thought about what I should have said. Do you ever have that feeling when you know what you should have said after you have the conversation? I wanted to go, really? Yeah, you know, I guess you're right. I mean, uh, I should have had automatic brakes on my 1992 Celica, which doesn't have them. That would have been good. Or I could have had jets installed and just flew right over the car. Or I could have had my car turn into a giant robot like the Transformers movies. That'd be great. And just step over the car. So he's right. I could have done things really differently. And I had a lot of options. I just, I will avail of next time. Um, I have, uh, I do like to travel. I don't make much money. I'm a tour guide, but I don't like spend, you know, I got like a thousand dollar super used car to replace the other one. But uh, I do do say what little money I have for travel because that is uh, people talked about hobbies that is my hobby I also like lying down as mentioned but I do like to travel uh, other than that and uh, I did go to Thailand and I had a but is it, you know I was reading I read the paper I'm the last guy in America to read the paper sometimes but I look at the travel section and I just find the travel section so weird and so incredibly unhelpful I don't know about you it's just insane it, like I think they're dealing with someone who's in a completely different income bracket than me way up here it's like their plan is like hey great you just got your new job at Google well now you can draw you can fly your own private Cessna to Buenos Aires you know and let's spend and then they want you to do like spend let's spend as much money as possible and the shortest amount of time so let's fly to Buenos Aires you know and then just Hit the beach running, jump out of the plane in the private airport with your Cessna. You know, go, you know, why not, why not just go right ahead and uh, let's grab some dinner at Fernando's and then let's go to the O Club and then let's go to the after party. Why not party till dawn on the beach? Then let's enjoy a leisurely brunch before our 29 mile hike through the mountains before going to see the museum and then maybe the sights of Buenos Aires before jumping back on your Cessna and going back to the Googleplex to crunch code for like the next five hours. You're like, what the fuck? Who is this person? You know, this is not me at all. My thing is like I don't know I wind up like in Buenos Aires in some hostel with like a bunch of drunk college kids and like wonder like that that was my that was my uh 
plan pretty much. That's what I could afford. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm pretty much, or it winds up being like 36 hours in Thailand with food poisoning, you know, because that's what it is. So you get off and then you get up out of the, and you realize you've had food poisoning because you went to the food vendor who didn't have a source of clean water to wash his hand before giving you selfish and you had the tip. You shouldn't eat the prawns, but you just had five of them. Do I have one minute? Okay. Um, you just had five of them. So you also, this time, just like the travel article, you hit the ground running, but you hit the ground running when you wake up out of bed and realize, I am going to the bathroom, but I'm still on my bed. No, you can't do this. So you get up and you hit the ground running, running to go to the bathroom, and then it's just a disaster. Uh, you have to run before your body permeates that layer of underpants, which is uh, the only protective layer, and you have to make that horrible decision between which end uses the toilet, the bum, or the face. So once you've done that and you've destroyed the evidence, you're ready to move on with your life. I actually slept for most of those 36 hours, uh, you know, interrupted by horrible experiences of food poisoning. Uh, but my girlfriend stayed with me, which I feel was very loyal and very beautiful. I think that really shows commitment there. So if any girl with you stays with you after experience like that, you might want to think about marriage. It's pretty incredible. It's kind of, it's kind of nice. But you have to wait until that horror subsides and you can move on with your life. Uh, because if you're going to stay with a man who's been shitting and puking himself to death, I mean, that's, that's something. That's, that's romance to me. And that's my time. That's it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Michael. Keep it going for your next comic. She's a gem. In, she's the gem of the local San Francisco comedy scene. Please welcome Luisa Isbell. Thank you, Brian. I thought you were going to say Dana. Um, man, who else was super bummed out to learn that misogynist dude who said that our opinions on Louis C.K. only differ because of our gender is raising a son, right? Man, that was the most upsetting part of that whole thing to me. I'm really upset that Max left. Um, I was going to fact check a couple of his jokes in that Shaggy song. It's him doing both of the parts. It's called Range, motherfucker. Uh, also, I grew up in Florida, so I know that uh, alligators, you can, the distinction between the two is their top teeth fit into little grooves on their bottom teeth, so it looks like they have an overbite, whereas crocodiles, their teeth fit together like this. Wikipedia can't replace real life. Um, speaking of shaggy, so that's a segue. Something I've been thinking a lot about, you know, ever since Trump um, is keeping an eye out for alternative facts in the wild. Something I think both sides... It is you. Something I think both sides of the political spectrum can come together and agree on is it wasn't me. It's probably our best song about gaslighting, right? That's a political joke. So you know I also have range, like the good Lord Shaggy. Uh, also speaking of Florida, so I have a story I wanna tell. Um, I think I repressed it, but then I wrote it down before I came here. And I'll see if I can do anything with it. So I think growing up in Florida desensitizes people to uh, death. Oh, I did do that also. I grew up in Florida for 17 years in Tampa. Uh, I grew up on the water. It's not a rich thing. Just everyone did it if you lived on the coast from Tampa. And uh, it was Chad Naylor's birthday in second grade. It was his eighth birthday. And we had just finished the pinata when we see like the holy grail of marine life, a manatee, uh, off of his dock. And Chad, like... We all know that they're endangered, but the only rule we abide by in Florida is pirate code, which is people who get left behind stay behind. And so Chad, like, doesn't give a fuck, takes off running, jumps, 
on the manatee's back and goes through the manatee because it's dead. <laughs> yeah. And he, we just lose Chad in a cloud of silt and like manatee confetti and <laughs> ruined childhood. And he pops right back up, not missing a beat because like all Chad's, the gravity of the situation went over his head. And he's like, who's ready for cake? Just kind of like shakes himself off. And the party continued as planned. We just did cake. And that's why I think growing up in Florida desensitizes you to death. We evacuate for hurricanes every Every year like we missed three of my sister's birthdays in a row because we were saying goodbye to our house <laughs> and packing up so um Chad another thing about Chad and this isn't I mean a joke I guess I just the thing about Chad is um he never understood syllables like we were doing an exercise on syllables in Mrs. Fields class in second grade and we were doing each other's names and he was paired with my friend Kevin Franklin and Chad was just like Kevin but for his own name Chad <laughs> and I just think a lot about what Chad is doing today I don't know anyway that's all very dumb uh, I I'm having a good month. It was my birthday. That's good. I thank you. I celebrated in a couple of different ways. I cut off all my hair, which is weird because it's like still kind of long, but it was like horse girl long. It was out of control. Um, cut off five and a half inches. Said, so just give me the average American male. Uh, she knew what I was talking about. I, uh, what else did I do? Oh, I'm not going to talk about that. I, what I will talk about, I had a threesome. I had my first threesome. It was very cool. Uh, that's a very nice reaction. Usually when I say that in San Francisco, people are like, you just had your first threesome? You're late, dude. But no, it was really neat. Uh, it was a, a good old FMM. That's how they talk about it in porn. Um, that's when it's a female and a male and then a female. <laughs> Threesomes only happen like sandwiches. And... When it was all said and done, you know, we'd showered, said our goodbyes. She and I actually went to go get coffee, you know, to dish, like women are known to do. And two hours later, we wrap things up, shake hands, because I mix business with pleasure. And I realized we'd only talked about the guy the whole time. And it really bums me out that my first lesbian experience didn't even pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> right? This is a very smart room. Most people don't get that joke, and I assure them it's fine. You have way less student loan debt than I do. Um, but if you do get it, congrats on your film minor. I don't need to adjust this. This is the perfect height. Thanks. You guys are fine. Bye. Louisa! All right. Well, I'm going to hand things over. Uh, I'm going to go away for a while. Um, it's been been real folks but i am going to come back and do a couple minutes later so <laughs> um i'll leave it at that but in the meantime i'm going to hand it over to my co-host lovely lady please welcome dana merwin is brian lovely don't y'all think so i do um Maybe just me. Fuck, okay. Um, it's interesting you talked about death. Uh, I think about death a lot. Does anyone... All right, yeah. Does anyone else think about death a lot? 
Um, sometimes. Uh, I was uh, in New York recently, and um, I also have been having to travel a lot with my job. And I don't know if you ever travel a lot. I don't know if you have boyfriends, girlfriends, but it's hard being on the road and being alone. And uh, a lot of times uh, we uh, we are alone in a hotel room, and we're like, ah, I'm horny. And what do I do about that, right? Uh, well, this week I, uh, I I haven't been eating really well, so I was like, I'm gonna eat breakfast. And so I was walking the streets of New York, and they all have food vendors, and I was selling some fresh fruit, look fresh. And I was like, I want a banana, but I only had a dollar, and he was like, you're gonna get two bananas because I can't make change. It was a very normal transaction. Nothing funny there. So I pocket the other banana, I eat one, have a good day. So fast forward, there I am alone in this hotel room, and I'm like, am I gonna fuck a banana tonight? <laughs> Is this the night? And I was looking at that banana, and then I remembered where I bought it. I bought it on the street. That's a street banana. <laughs> That's not a Safeway banana. That's not a Whole Foods banana. That banana didn't get like showered by that fake rain, you know? At the grocery store, it comes on like every hour and you're buying produce, you hear thunder and you're in the grocery store and you hear thunder. Shit, it's gonna rain and you realize it's just this soft mist. And bananas don't get washed. We know that's not part of the process, but that banana's been places. And I was like, I don't have a rubber. Maybe if I had a rubber, and it was one of those like fancy hotels, I don't know if you know these boutique hotels now, they give you everything so you never have to leave. Uh, and this one actually had like a cascading, like a wooden basket, like a fruit basket actually, and it had like chips and chocolate, and then it had some rubbers. And I thought about it. But bananas, I don't know, bananas are funny. Like I, banana, I was, yeah, I love comedy, and every time I see a banana, I don't really get turned on. Mostly I'm like, oh, you're gonna like fall and trip on it. So I was like, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna start fucking this banana and I'm gonna start laughing and then I'm just gonna like queef it across the room <laughs> and it's gonna hit the wall and then I'm just gonna start thinking about how sad this whole scene is and um, then I'm gonna go to sleep. And I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night because I have to pee because I just drank a lot and that's why I'm horny. And then I'm gonna walk across the room and I'm gonna slip on that banana, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna hit my head and I'm gonna die. <laughs> And that's how housekeeping's gonna find me. They're gonna find a banana with a rubber and me dead. <laughs> and then I think about how they tell my family and how uh, they're gonna tell my family. And at one point, my, I have nieces, I don't have kids, but they're gonna ask their mom, they're like, how did Aunt Dana die? <laughs> and I don't want them to know that, right? But at the same time, my nieces are pretty smart, especially the younger one, she just turned eight. And I, I called her, they live in Alabama, and I like to also debunk stereotypes of Southerners. I'm a Southerner. Florida doesn't count, I guess. Um, and I called her and I wish her happy birthday. And I was like, what advice do you have for me? Eight-year-old niece, Rebecca. And do you know what that child said? Don't die. <laughs> uh, not even joking, she said don't die. I was floored, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do that today. And we had had a moment um, earlier in the year where we sat together on this porch and we were laying down and we were looking up at the stars and there were fireflies, this was in Alabama. And she's laying there and she actually looked at me and she's like, do you ever just like think about nothing? Like you just feel like you're in like a giant black hole and you're falling? <laughs> yes, all the time, I'm old. <laughs> like you're a child. I didn't say any of that and I was just like, yeah. 
Yeah. And, I, and she got me thinking. It's like we tell our kids, we tell children, you know, follow your dreams and, and believe in your dreams. But I feel like if I tell her that, she's just going to look at me like an oracle and say, do you know what you dreamed last night? Think about it. She's like, I dreamed I was on the beach, but then I was in the living room and then I was in the kitchen and then I was my mom, but I was actually my dad. And then I looked down and the cupcakes were my face and then I ate them. And she'd be like, do you want those dreams to come true, Aunt Dana? And I'm like, you're right. No, I don't. Uh, so my niece is an oracle, and that's my time. Uh, so uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to uh, introduce the next comic, uh, Sophia. And uh, I'm going to not butcher your last name. So, Osini, everyone. Sophia Osini. <laughs> All right. Hi, guys. I'm Sophia. Um, has anyone ever just been like walking down the street outside and you're you feel like drops of water on your face but like it wasn't raining outside? That's not a joke. I'm just like super concerned about like what fell on my face earlier. <laughs> Guess I'll find out eventually. Um, a little about me, I am 100% Algerian, yeah, okay, um, not a super well-known country, I'm definitely the less popular of the two Gerias, um, Nigeria really leading the charge there, um, so, you know, I think they got a big break though with that whole like Nigerian prince scam that was going around for a long time, really helped their online presence, I think, and you know, I just pray that one day, like, Algeria will be lucky enough to have their own scam. Like, I would love to just one day, you know, like, get an email about an Algerian prince that just needs, like, a little bit of money in the next 24 hours to unlock the great fortune of his royal family, you know? Um, yeah, I just, you know, all I want is equal representation in scams. It's 2018. I feel like that's all I'm asking for. Um, so yeah, my parents immigrated from there a long time ago. My mom was 30 when she came to the U.S. She had to learn her fourth language at 30. And um, one thing I noticed that she would do to like help her pick up English is, you know, like whether it was from a TV show or, you know, like someone she was talking to, she would really like latch on to just like certain phrases and use them constantly and always out of context. But, you know, for example, I got dinner with her not that long ago and um, she was ordering and she told the waiter, you know, I'll have the salmon. I'm not lying to you. And um, the only thing that makes it sound like you're really lying to someone is saying, I'm not lying to you. Um, and she's been using that one for a long time. I can only imagine she got it from like a courtroom drama or something, because like nobody really says I'm not lying to you in real life. But um, when I was a kid, we went to an open house. You know, you like go to, with your parents and, you know, talk to the teacher, show your parents what you did in class. And um, the teacher was raving about me, told me I was doing great, and my mom was really proud, and so then she goes, I'm not lying to you, that's my girl. And um, so they called security, because they definitely thought I was not her girl, and honestly, I was fine with it, because in that moment, I was like, am I her girl? I don't know. Um, so, anyways, lately I've been trying to apply to new jobs. Um, because my life is bad and I'm trying to change it. Um, I just imagine like if my life was a sitcom, like that's how the opening song would go. Like, it'd be like, her life is bad and she's trying to change it. But what if she changes it and then it's worse? And then it's too late for her to change it to what it was before. Can't go back. 
Um, yeah, it's, I'm workshopping that. Um, yeah, it'd be a show about just crippling anxiety, of, you know, about change in the future. Um, but yeah, so I've been applying to jobs. One of the jobs I applied to had like this questionnaire at the end of it where it was like, um, you know, please fill out this mandatory questionnaire at the end of this application so we can learn more about your work styles. And so um, I came to one of the questions and it uh, asked, when you take your family on a road trip, how frequently do you pack all of the luggage in the car on the first try? And uh, so it was like A, always, B, most of the time, C, sometimes, D, never. And like, I wasn't sure how to answer that because I was like, okay, if I put always, that's like too confident. But then I realized it was hard for me too because I wanted there to be like an E. Um, I would never willingly take my family on a road trip, especially one that requires that much luggage. Um, yeah, so anyways, I mean, I didn't get the job. Not lying to you. <laughs> didn't get the job. All right, thanks a lot, guys. That's my time. Keep it going for Sophia, everyone. Uh, I like the idea of having a theme song in life. I do. I, I think I just wanted to like come home. Like when you come home, you have one for home. You have one for work. Just wherever you go. Um, that's it. That's all. I like that idea. Uh, let's uh, welcome our next comment, please. Uh, Bree Cal, everybody. Bree. Thanks, Dana. Hi. Um, I'm Bree. Uh, I'm a nurse, which I feel like I have like a common bond with Brian. Nurses and teachers, they get each other. I feel like a lot of nurses were like, I want to be a teacher or a nurse. And then like we work less and make more money. So I chose to be a nurse. But um, you get it. Like it's a little alienating, especially in San Francisco, to try to date. Um, there's not a lot of people that like really un understand our job and like what we do. Um, I'll find myself in a situation on a date where like it's very obvious I don't understand what it is that he does for a living and he doesn't really get what I do for a living and I'm like so uh you work in tech that's like um short for technology right he's like yeah you're really smart uh, and then he's like, so you work in nursing. That's like, uh, like breastfeeding, right? No. Guys know what nursing is. Guys want to date a nurse. There's like this fantasy behind dating a nurse. There's this very like false stereotype that we're like super nurturing and caring people. Um, and there's also this like sexual fantasy behind it, uh, which... I don't get because a lot of guys they want to date a nurse until they actually date a nurse and then they realize there's like a zero percent chance that they'll come home horny and like a 70 something percent chance that they come home with someone else's shit in their hair um yeah and they don't want to date a nurse uh but i'm actually the only medical professional in my family the only nurse in my family too which is good and bad um i can get out of any family event that i want like anything i don't want to do um i work late nights i work weekends i work holidays like having the excuse of work gets me out of anything um it's like having a get out of jail free card when jail is spending time with your family <laughs> if you're like me uh but yeah no 
because I'm the only medical professional in my family, me and my parents don't have like a ton to relate to. We have very different lives. Uh, and my mom will often like try to talk to me about work. And something that people always ask nurses is like, what's the grossest thing that's happened to you lately? So my mom's trying to talk to me and she's like, how's work? What's the grossest thing that's happened to you lately? And I'm like, um, actually a man came in the other day and he threw up blood on my face. And she's like, Ugh, no, no, that's not your life. Like people aren't like that. What are you talking about? So then she's like, okay, how else can we relate? Um, how's city life? Like how's living in San Francisco? Must be really fun. How's the city? And I'm like, actually a man came in the other day and he spit in my face. She's like, I don't want to hear any more about work. And I'm like, that happened right outside my apartment. <laughs> so she gives it one more try and she's like, okay, what can we talk about? Uh, how's dating? Like, it must be really fun. Like, you know, being your age and being single, like how's dating? And I'm like, mom, do you really just want to hear another story about a man getting his bodily fluids in my face? <laughs> Like, I don't know. No, she doesn't want to hear that story. Uh, yeah, no, I actually don't like it when guys come in my face. Um, it used to be okay, I guess, but it's one of those, like, a few bad eggs ruined it for the rest of us sort of situations. Um, isn't that the worst, though, when a guy, like, ruins something for you that you'll never want to do again. Um, like my future husband might not get to do something because my high school boyfriend didn't know the difference between suave conditioner and lube. Uh, yeah, so I actually the, recently dated somebody who completely ruined um, dance clubs for me. He was really into dancing and would bring me to this club and because I'm a very caring and nurturing person and I wanted the relationship to work, I would go. And it's a very intimidating place for somebody who can't dance at all. So I'm on the dance floor and I'm really trying to make it work and I'm dancing and I'm hating this. I'm really trying and I'm looking around, I don't fit in, I hate this and I wanna go back and I wanna go to bed. And he starts laughing at me. And I'm like, what's so funny? I'm trying. And he's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. White girls just aren't usually very good at this. I'm like, how do you know I'm white? <laughs> no, but we go home that night and he's going down on me and I start laughing. And uh, he's like, what's so funny? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um, it's just weird because most tools I put between my legs are pretty good at this. <laughs> we both learned a little bit about stereotyping that day. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Thanks. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, I was still thinking about the comment about a few bad eggs ruin it. Um, and it just, when did that happen? I don't know. When did that become an expression is what that I made. It made me wonder where the origins of that come. When, when, will you look that up, fact check that for us? I really want to know. I don't know. But then I just pictured guys throwing eggs on your face. It also, that's the image I, I had is, uh, which I'd be into. Um, because I was thinking about the, the grocery store, how they have, why, why aren't there more sound effects in the grocery store? Why does the produce just get to get it, right? Why aren't like the eggs, like you hear like a little cluck, 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 or like milk, you could get a little like moo or something. 
Um, then like the frozen pizzas, it's just like the sound of a bong or something. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, our next comedian is uh, is very exciting. Uh, he is uh, originally from uh, the great uh, state of Italy, uh, and uh, he's with us now. Please welcome to the stage, Andrea Borello. Filling me up with all of those pills. Thank you, Dana. Uh, hi, I just came back from uh, Europe, so I will blame jet lag for anything pretty much tonight um, yeah I came back from Italy actually but it's it's interesting how here often people uh, refer to Europe as a as a uniform entity as a body it's like they, they will say things like uh, I came back from Europe or they will say uh, in Europe people uh, walk a lot maybe or European cities are very pretty. Or uh, here, try this uh, European style yogurt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing, it's a thing. And it's like they think of Europe uh, as a country. Uh, but, uh, but actually it's, uh, it's not, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, yeah. I mean, you just have to look what's what's happening uh, in Europe right now. EU is falling apart. Britain is uh, it's brexiting, brexiting, exiting, whatever. They are fucking leaving, <laughs> and they are gonna stick to their horrible food until the end of the world. And borders are closing. Uh, uh, crisis, refugee crisis. Um, all it's happening, fascist parties are raising all over the place. I mean, it's European hate each other, let's face it. So we're not really a country. And I mean, there are so many different cultures and traditions, uh, but l let's take an example to see how different we can be. Let's take two randomly chosen uh, countries, which will be Italy and Germany. As we said, I'm Italian, as Dana said, so I'm fully entitled to make fun of the Germans. <laughs> and uh, now let's see some, of course we have many differences, but let's see some, you know, some day-to-day -day life differences. Uh, the subway. Subway in Germany has no turnstiles. You, you know what a turnstile is? Uh, I, I had to look it up, I didn't know the word. Uh, it's it's that sort of little gate. You put a ticket, the gate opens. You don't have a ticket, the gate stays closed. German subway doesn't have the turnstiles. It's assumed that people will buy their tickets. Our responsible citizens will buy their tickets. German parkour kids must be really pissed off. There's nothing to jump over there. But anyway, that's the way it works. In Italy, it wouldn't really work. Uh, I mean, if Italy is the only place I know of where uh, you cannot buy a bus ticket on the bus. You can buy it in advance, of course, but if you jump on the bus, you cannot buy the ticket. Uh, I guess they just decided it was pointless to offer a service that nobody would use. It's like, good morning, sir. Will you care for a ticket today? Uh, no, what? No, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. It's like trying to sell 
popsicles in the Antarctica. It's like, I don't want a popsicle, it's cold. I don't want a ticket, I'm Italian. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's like this. Another example. Uh, another example. Uh, the freeways. Freeways in Germany has no speed limit. It's, uh, it's true, there is no speed limit. You assume that responsible German drivers will, uh, will drive at an appropriate and safe speed according to the, to the road and, and the weather conditions. Italian freeways, on the other hand, has a lot of, of speed limits, very strict speed limits. They are so strict that nobody really takes them seriously. It's like 65? No, come on, <laughs> no, that can't be serious. Seriously, I was going driving with a friend uh, a few weeks ago. He was driving like a maniac. He's not a maniac, but that's just the way the Italians drive. That's just in the DNA. And he was speeding on this country road at 80. The, the, the limit was like 50 miles per hour. And uh, he was just like, dude, slow down. And it's, it's okay, the limit 50. That's, that's wrong, that can't be true, that's just wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? Yeah, this road, the limit should be at least 65. Well, you are going at 80. Ah, I got it, don't worry. Yeah, I don't worry. I had to pretend I was getting car sick to have it slow down. And that's all I have for you tonight. Thank you. Everybody give it up for Andrea. Um, our next comic, uh, you know, you love, please welcome to the stage, uh, the one, the only, Brian Lucette, everyone. Hey, thank you. Um, I figured I'd tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I don't have any great-grandparents. Um, I just have two mediocre ones. Fuck you, Walter. <laughs> um, I like playing Marco Polo in the ocean. My little brother didn't like it as much, though. Rest in peace, loser. <laughs> right? <laughs> My girlfriend tells me I look a little like Robin Williams from the waist down. She says I have a Captain Hook thing going. I have to remind her he played Peter Pan in that movie. <laughs> but I do have a hard metal penis, um, and it's in a hook shape. I gotta stop calling her my girlfriend. We broke up. She's my ex-girlfriend. I gotta just admit it. So anyway, I've been stalking her on Venmo. And has anyone else cried because they saw an emoji? No, <laughs> just me. I'm the, I'm the only person who's seen a single transaction for a cheeseburger, a beer, another beer, a movie reel, a cocktail, a car, um, a house, an eggplant squirting water, an eggplant squirting water, somebody sleeping, and then an eggplant squirting water, and then eggs, and bacon, and orange juice, and then a shrug, and then an eggplant squirting water. Nobody else has seen this? I don't believe it. Tried online dating for a while, because I heard you find love in unexpected places. I never expected to meet my match while I was taking a shit. Just swiping and wiping. I'd like to get political with you for a minute. Um, I want to use this 
time on the airwaves to make a stand. I've been living in the city for seven years and I see bias everywhere and I'm sick of it. And I just want to take this time to say, pigeons are the same as doves. I'm tired of people treating them differently. When my sister got married, I was going to unleash a flock of pigeons when they said their vows. And my mom's like, you can't unleash those birds. I was like, what do you mean those birds? Doves are way overrepresented in the magician's assistant field. It's unfair. I'm stickler for tradition, but a couple years ago I was hard up for cash. So instead of an advent calendar, I ate my girlfriend's birth control pills. I'm trying to say I miss Obama. <laughs> would anybody in here have sex with a sex robot? You would? Yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I was talking about it with a friend the other day, and he was like, I totally would. You don't have to wear a condom. I was like, well, that's brash. <laughs> like, what if you knock up that sex robot? Like, where do you... <laughs> Do you, which bin do you throw the baby away in? I know a normal baby goes in the green compost bin. <laughs> but a sex robot baby, I'm not sure. Do I have to go to an e-waste recycling facility? Those things are far away. I got to drive 50 miles to throw my baby away? What is this, Texas? Come on. Got a couple business ideas I want to pitch at you. Um, I want to open up a restaurant that sells rice bowls where you, with raw fish on top of it. It's going to be Hawaiian or Jamaican themed. Fuck. Um, I'm going to call it Pokemon. Uh, another idea I had was, uh, you know, around Mother's Day, my mom was feeling pretty lonely. I wanted to send her a gift that would really get her going. Um, so I'm going to open this store called Edible Arrangements. The last idea I have is for a supermarket that's only going to sell organic maraschino cherries and whipped cream. I'm going to call it Whole Foods. <laughs> Did you guys get Bill Nye's new album? I thought it was pretty experimental. I liked it better than Stephen Hawking's album because he overused the auto-tune. Um... There was something new I want to try, but fuck it. Um, I'm an awkward person sometimes. You probably can't tell. Um, <laughs> as my hand is gripped on my waist. Um, I'm an awkward person sometimes. Um, and so I do this thing called an Irish hello. Are you guys all familiar with an Irish goodbye? You leave a party without saying bye. I do an Irish hello. You may or may not invite me to your party. But around 11, you'll notice me cleaning up a spilled beer on your, in your, on your carpet. And I'll look at you dumbly. And then I'll take forever to leave. I'll ask you if you need help cleaning up, if you need the bed turned down, if you want to cuddle a little bit. I'll ask you what you're doing the next day. Maybe we could just hang out. Let's just go to brunch right after it. Well, anyway, that's my time. Thanks for having me here. I'm going to turn it over to Dana again. Mutiny Radio is so great to co-host here. I love being here. I... Look, um, if there's any trash I can pick up later, uh, just let me know where it is. Um, do you, uh, no, you, oh, do I, um, you can come back. Oh, yeah. Uh, do I give you a handshake or a hug or? Everybody finally said, finally said. Uh, our next comic, I'm very excited to introduce to the stage, uh, Dan Moskowitz. Yay, come on up, Dan.
Hey everybody, I'm Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so let's see, I know it's a happy hour, but this is gonna be a little sad. I just broke up with my girlfriend recently. Um, it's been kind of rough. So I've been, I've been at home just trying to like slow things down and take care of myself a little bit, take a little extra time to do things. Um, the other night I made my frozen pizza with the conventional oven directions instead of the microwave directions. Just, you know, treat yourself, right? Uh, um, yeah, and I've been trying to, like at night, I've just been trying to take it easy and uh, hang out on my couch. And, and uh, it's, it's just a lot, you know, in, in, instead of like getting up at the end of the night, going to bed, getting, getting, going to your room, brushing your teeth, going to bed. It's just a lot easier to just go to sleep on the couch. Um, and it's been tough kind of realizing that, um, my, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, she was the main driver of me actually brushing my teeth at night before bed. So, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I brush them in the morning. I'm not an animal. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, so my my ex-girlfriend, she was really into f fancy things, fancy food, um, fancy clothes. And I ended up uh, I ended up kind of dressing in some things that were outside my comfort level when we were together, like this, uh, this one salmon-colored button-down shirt that I had that she really liked. I guess that's a thing. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and salmon, the color is, it's kind of fucked up, right? I mean, that color is like, let's take a fish, we're gonna cut you open, turn you inside out, and then we're gonna name that color after you, your insides. Uh, the one nice thing, I guess, about, uh, about this breakup is that now I can wear cargo shorts without feeling judged. Um, I heard that every time a man wears cargo shorts, a marina girl dies. That's okay. Let's see here. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a divorced dad. I've got two kids half the time. Um, but sometimes when I meet people and I don't feel like getting into it, I just tell them that I have one kid full time. The math works out. It's okay. Um, and this happens sometimes. Uh, like my, my ex-wife, um, she hosted our daughter's birthday party recently at her house. And, uh, you know, our daughter wanted her whole class to come. So, you know, we just invited everybody and there were a bunch of parents there that didn't really know us. And, you know, they'd look at me and just be like, oh, you have such a nice house and uh, this is a great view. And uh, I would just smile and say, yeah, thanks. And, uh, and die a little inside. <laughs> That's not even really a joke, this is true, but uh, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, kids are fun though. Um, I was teaching my daughter how to play chess recently. I fucking destroyed her last night. <laughs> she was really discouraged. I hope she wants to play again. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's, it's good having them around. Um, you've always got someone to talk to. Uh, except in the case of, of breakups, um, you know, they don't, kids don't have a lot of empathy. So, you know, I told my daughter, um, 
yeah, I, uh, I have to let you know, I broke up with, uh, with my girlfriend recently and, you know, she said, you're dumb. Why didn't you marry her? To which I replied, you're dumb. Why didn't you protect your king? <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Thank you. Uh, our last comment. It's interesting. You, the board game thing is tough. I was playing Monopoly with uh, with my family back in Alabama, and uh, uh, it's it's a really hard moment when you watch a father like fleece their eight year old daughter in Monopoly. I don't know. I think it says a lot. I, I try not to get political back home, uh, and uh, the the only thing I could say at that moment is I like walked away to sneak a drink was like, well, this is America, right here in Monopoly. Uh, and uh, on that note, our last comic for the evening, please welcome to the stage, Ernest Evangeliso. Woo-hoo! Oh, thank you. Hey, what's up, yo? How you guys doing? Cool. Um, yeah, I too am a father surprise. I think we're all here because um, I think we're going to get uh, more child support uh, fees. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what was I talking about? You guys, were you guys more surprised that there was a Madden tournament in Florida than like a shooting? Because that happens every day, but they got Madden in Florida? That's crazy. I know I shouldn't be making jokes about mass shooters since I look like America's Next Top Mass Shooter. But, I don't know. Um, they There's so many mass shooters in school nowadays, they should get a league together and call themselves the San Francisco Lone Wolves. Um, I know it's really messed up. These kids get bullied so much that they end up shooting up to school. But has anyone ever thought about bullying them while they're shooting up to school? Like... Like, Jimmy throws a pipe bomb down the hallway and yells, Hey, Jimmy, you still throw like a girl? Or he shoots the classroom doorway and he's like, Hey, is that a glory hole for your mom? Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a lot of problems. Uh, speaking about having problems, yeah, I'm a father, you know. Um, it's cool. He taught me a lot. Um, you have to be really careful what your kid watches, mainly because I let my kid watch Nicktoons. You guys remember that? That show, uh, Rugrats? Uh, Rugrats taught my kid how to hide a screwdriver in his diaper, and then he ended up stabbing a kid in pre-K. And I was like, what the hell? What the hell? I have, I have a biracial baby. So um, He's half black, half Filipino. So uh, his name is Tupac Yao. Uh... But I was like, what the hell, Tupac, y'all, why did you stab that kid? And he was like, you know what? A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. <laughs> I was like, cool. So I'm pretty sure my semen's curse. Because uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, have not, I don't have resting bitch face. I just have resting, like, psycho killer face. It usually happens when I order food at McDonald's. Um, but yeah, I'm really... Uh, my kid, like... Uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, like... Uh, 
it, it also runs in my family. Um, my uncle, he was a murderer. He killed a person at the age of 16, like the rapper TK, and then went to jail for life. He was the head of the uh, Filipino prison gang called Bahala Na. This is a real story. He's uh, voted number nine most notorious gangster in the Philippines. Uh, but uh, went to jail, found Jesus in jail. This is why I keep a Bible. And then was pardoned by the current filipino dictator president marcus he got pardoned and then became a pastor wrote a book and in between he got me free pack out fight tickets it was really cool i watched bradley too and uh, morales too but like besides that he then started working for the police hunting down like drug dealers and drug addicts and now he currently works for the president of the philippines duterte and i don't know if you're up with your vice news but he's currently killing a bunch of drug dealers and drug addicts um, basically, I can't go home because my uncle might murder me. Cause I I do drugs and so um, but but like basically, I'm related to the Filipino version of the Trump administration. So like, I understand that type of corruption. And like, if you really think about it, like it's really crazy. My uncle should be like in jail right now. Um, cause he murdered people. And he would just, like, lie to the people saying he believed in God. I don't really think... Because he's kind of like a psychopath, you know? Like, he's the type that goes in a wedding and, like, acts like his shit don't stink. And then, like, uh, he calls out, like, Oh, you you should have not got divorced. Or you shouldn't be gay. Or... I'm like, you murder people. Okay. All right. You guys have a good night. Keep it going. Keep it going. Thank you. That was a beautiful happy hour. That was. This was a, a really happy hour. Thank you. I was really skeptical. I'm yeah. feeling better than I did when Yeah. I Give yourselves a warm round thank of applause. Yeah, thank you. It was a really fun night. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for performing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having us. We've got, we are ending a little early, so um, we're going to do our 30-minute Netflix special um, yeah. pitch. <laughs> uh, <coughs> no, that's it. Thanks for coming. Every Friday. And thanks to George in the back. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great night and uh, enjoy your evening.
But he told us where we stand And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear Claude Rains was the invisible man Then something went wrong for Faye Ray and King Kong They got caught in a cellular jam Then at a deadly pace It came from outer space And this is how the message ran
coming to get you, bastards!